Hey everyone, my name is Tiana, but you can call me TT, and this is Tia TT's, a conversational series where I invite dynamic, often hilarious guests to my Nashville home to ask some very personal questions. Any fans of indie rock with a hint of blues will definitely enjoy this week's episode where I sit down with Eliza Threlkeld of the Nashville-based act Nightingale. Whether you're looking for a new artist to add to an easy on the air Spotify playlist or maybe just a few pieces of sound advice woman to woman, Eliza is answering all my burning questions about how she got started in the industry and what it's like being an independent singer-songwriter today. Let's begin. Um, welcome back. I know I'm going to restart. <laughs> I'm like, um, I always start the same way though. So I'm trying to get original and come up with new introductions. Spice it up. Yeah. I also, I'm glad you redid it because I just realized I was going. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're just over here trying our best, uh, doing what we can. But all that to say, welcome back to another episode of Tia TT's. I know it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but all for good reason. I have some special guests in the lineup, including our guest today, who has been one of my longtime friends for, gosh, years now. Yeah? Yeah. I've, I want to say... Probably like six years, I, was I had to guess. Yeah, me too. I was okay. going to say at least over five. Yeah. So one of my longtime friends, and her name is Gail, and she is a songbird, a songwriter. I like to say songbird because she's just kind of the sweetest, gentlest little just angel and I love her (laughs) and if you hear her music um you'll know what I'm talking about um she performs under the what what would you call it the the name the name Nightingale yeah nickname yeah I mean it was something also just lol it was my aim handle Nightingale when I was like actually (laughs) that's a pretty good one because it's beautiful honestly if you knew Gail you would you would be like oh yeah that's really fitting that she would choose that in like the seventh grade yeah I I was like all-american singer girl 92 and like well, I had a secret one that was something else I can't remember but that was my more can you really can't remember you just don't feel like it had it was something woman. But I can't remember what it was. So, you know, seventh grade me was feeling very confident. Yeah, feeling very in her power. Yeah. Um, but you honestly, I feel like Nightingale is beautiful. It's very resemblant of who Gail is as a person. Oh, um, Gail lives here in Nashville, um, but originally from Memphis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So traveled a little ways. Di- are, we, are we south of Memphis? Oh, God. North. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That just goes to show how much I know about Tennessee. Hardly, Um, though. There's just like three hours apart. Yeah. like it's pretty close. Yeah, totally, totally. And for those people who don't know you, um, how would you kind of describe yourself? How would you describe your music? Can you give them a little taste of who you are? And let me preface Gail answering this question by saying um, her name is Nightingale. All of her music is under the name Nightingale. Mm -hmm. Um, We call her Gail, but... But I was having my assistant help me with some research uh, yesterday for the show. You researched me? We we do our research here. (laughs) And um, because I wanted a different perspective. I'm dying to know what you found, actually. (laughs) We did some digging. (laughs) Um, No, all good things. All good things. But 
I know Gail as my friend and I know her on a different, you know, uh, in a different setting than maybe my assistant does. Um, and that was her first interaction with you. And so it was interesting to see the two perspectives. But I kept calling you Alicia. I kept calling you Eliza. I kept calling you Gail. And she's like, wait, who are you interviewing tomorrow? All the same. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, actually, it's all the same person. And our other friend, Zach, who happens to be her brother, we have many names for him, too. So can you... Can you give the audience um, a little taste of what you prefer to go by and mm-hmm. the background of where your names came mm-hmm. from? Where all of them came from? Yeah. That's hard to say because <laughs> I realize that it's confusing, but honestly, we just grew up in a big family and we all had a billion nicknames for each other. I don't even know why. Yeah. But it, <laughs> some of happened. them stuck in certain places and some of them stuck in others, but... I mean, I respond to Sarah, Maria, Gail, Alicia, <laughs> saying, you know, like any of my sister's names, yeah. any of my names. And but, so you grew up in a big family. Yeah. Um, so how many siblings do you have? Uh, well, altogether, there's six of us. It's three oh, boys and three girls. Yeah. It's nice and even. And um, where do you fall in the lineup? I'm number four. Number four. Mm-hmm. And Zach, our other friend. Oh, hello, Pete. You guys know Pete likes to make guest appearances. I'm pretty convinced he thinks this is his show and podcast. Um, and he just also gravitates towards Gail. <laughs> um, okay, so you're four in the lineup, and our friend Zach is five? Yes. Yeah, he's just right, right below, below you. In order. And so what is the na- given name on your birth certificate? It says... Alicia Gale. Alicia Gale. Yes. And so where does Eliza stem from? Um, that, my older brother and sister always called me Eliza Jane. I don't know if it stems from the song yeah. or what, but it was... I don't know. It never even came across as weird to me. It was just kind of like that, there synonymous. It is. Yeah, yeah, with Alicia Gale, Eliza Jane. But so that is where that stemmed from. And then um, Gail, obviously, like, it's just my name. Yeah, yeah. to that. I it was named after my grandmother. She's Gail Upton. And mm. um, what a regal name. Gail she's Upton. beautiful. Honestly, she's just such a woman. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I loved the idea of incorporating Gail into. Whatever the music turned into. Honestly, had no idea. Yeah. It was like, this could just be something that I like record and put out there and never do again. But thankfully, it's not. But whatever it was, though I didn't know, I knew it wanted to have some channeling of her and just yeah. like the strong women in my life. I love that. And then, like I said, Nightingale was kind of just probably became an, something that came about of just like I honestly would just walk around singing all the time yeah. would never shut up so I love that <laughs> and she has the most beautiful voice you guys um I'm gonna leave all of her links to her music and various oh, videos you. you've done and her Instagram handle so you can go check it out but um the 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 your family is one of the most talented families that I've ever come across. I feel like you guys are kind of like a, a real life partridge family. You guys all play music you all right you guys all are musically inclined. We definitely grew up in a very music-heavy environment with each other. It yeah. was just what we did. Um, you know, so the older siblings went to school, but the younger ones, we were all homeschooled. And then at a time, we were all homeschooled together. Yeah. And like I said, it was just very like centered around music, which yeah. I still, most of the things that I remember from school and stuff were things that I put a song to. Oh, you know, it's just I like, love that. it's the only it's way I can remember bones. things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so you hail from Memphis. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up there? Um, when did you come to Nashville? What was that journey like for you? Hmm. Growing up in Memphis was wonderful. I mean, I'm very thankful for it. Like yeah. I said, big family. And I think just like any city, like I don't know if I 
have like the same experience as other people. Like yeah. I said, homeschooled and big family and totally very much in churches. Yeah. I mean, multiple times a week, yeah. all growing up. Um, but were your parents involved in the church? Did they oh, work yeah. there? Oh, yeah. yeah. They were very heavily involved. They both worked at a church. And then my mom also worked at a Christian school oh, wow. where she taught music. And yeah. so um, that was a, most of my childhood was just like centering around those things and then just playing outside a bunch oh, with my that. siblings and neighbors and things. And yeah. so it was a very sweet childhood. I'm thankful for it. Yeah. And I mean, nobody's is without it's spots of things, but overall, very thankful for it. Yeah. And then moved to Nashville about seven years ago, which I always have to check myself on that. So I had to think about it earlier today, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it was seven years ago. Seven. So I've known you for six years and you moved here seven years. Well, that would make sense. Because I know that I met Sam through Zach. Yeah. And then I remember when you came over to Overcrest the first time I met you. And we and took I, apple cider vinegar yeah, shots. Yeah. I remember that too. And I remember Still thinking, believe in that. I know. Me too. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I actually just recently restarted doing it because I was like, oh, I'm off my apple cider vinegar Same. Drink. I'll go through waves of being really good about it. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and I do feel better when I do it. Oh, yeah. The digestion. Okay, anyways, that's a, that's a tangent. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, for another day. But I remember that. And I remember thinking the same thing I think now, that you guys are some of the most talented people I've ever met. I just remember like loads of art by all of you guys on the walls um and just how homey it felt and just I feel like when I describe my friendships with both you and Zach it just it radiates warmth you know Uh to know Gail and I'm sure this is even um prevalent in the camera but or through the mic too, when and through Gail's voice. But when you meet them, it's just it's so warm. It's so inviting. It's so artistic. It's just you get wrapped in this feeling of wanting to know you guys a little bit better. Oh and so I'm thankful Thank I've gotten you. to do that. I feel the over same the about you and Sam, yeah. by the way. You're so Very sweet. Much. Yeah, you're the best. And I'm just so glad that now other people have the opportunity to get to know you on the level that I do. Potentially, Thanks. we'll we'll see if we go there today. <laughs> um, so. As the listeners know, I always have guests come over. We sip tea. We spill tea. Just as a quick touch base, what tea did you decide to go with? Oh, I got the Trader Joe's Organic Pomegranate White Tea. And you said you like it's sugar in so, here. Honestly, I forgot to put honey in it. Yeah. So. But it's really good without it. But now I'm, I am going to add some because I'm three years old. Uh, me too. I love all things sweet and my coffee Same. and my tea. I can never drink black coffee. Me either. Um, I can drink non-sweetened tea but it's it's a little bit of a depends on the tea yeah absolutely do you ever feel like you're not quite an adult when you like ask for sugar and oh, milk and all of this stuff in your coffee absolutely and i'm the annoying person Wouldn't that would be cool just to get it black <laughs> yeah with a and touch feel, of cinnamon <laughs> right and feel sophisticated <laughs> i'm the person too that's like do you have any sweet and low and they're like oh so you want the the pink cancer packet yeah I'm like yeah that's the one I want. is that your go-to the sweet and low? oh my gosh yeah totally I can't really even do Splenda or I mean I can but I prefer sweet and low I feel you I have to do honey and yeah. then non-dairy milk yeah people out there are cringing right now like, I know they are the, the coffee snobs are like I hope no. they aren't just like boop turning it off now. <laughs> I know me too they're like Sorry. I can't watch anymore can't watch. um so you went for the white pomegranate you love mm-hmm. it love that so good I love the color so, I mean, honestly, it just looks... It kind of matches It just you. looks like a pomegranate. It does. It looks just like a pomegranate. 
So look at a synergy over here. Synergy. Love it. Um, so I also like to start all of the episodes with a bit of Q&A. Um, and this is just another method for the listeners and the audience to get to know you a little bit better. Maybe ask some questions that you wouldn't have in a conversation every day with okay. just a random passerby on the street. Okay. Um, so I love to start by all of the personality quizzes and tests and revealing everything we can about somebody through a personality test. So we'll start with, do you know your sign? Okay. Your astrological. It's controversial. Oh, it is. I am a Pisces Aries cusp, but that's only okay. if you believe in cusps. Apparently oh. people don't believe in them. I didn't know people don't believe in cusps. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're yeah, like, it's mm-hmm. kind of, a th- like I've said that to people before. And their response is kind of eye roll. No, well, you know, that doesn't exist. <laughs> you're like, that's rude because that's just me and that's my birthday. So well, I can't, you're yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is it is like the early morning between the last day of Pisces and the first day of Aries. Okay, I so love it. So it really is smack in the middle pretty much. Do you relate more with one or the other? I don't know. Sometimes I'll, maybe Pisces a little bit. I could see that. Pisces are supposed to be super dreamy, super just... Head in the clouds. Not head in the clouds necessarily. I relate to that very much. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Aries are also supposed to be um, very excellent manifestors. They're supposed to be kind of dominant personalities, which I don't feel like you have a super dominant personality. I think through the years I've, I've learned how to be able to snap into that when I need to. Sure. But it definitely takes... Like a conscious, like, okay, I got to go there right now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? In order to do this or get this done or get this whatever. Absolutely. But yeah, it's not what naturally feels like me. And I would have to agree. I'm the same way. And I think probably part of that has to do with, you know, being a woman, feminine energy, um, things that we're taught through society as well. Because it's not my first instinct either. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know. We could get in a tangent about that as well. But... Pisces, Aries, cusp. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know your Enneagram? That's kind of a hot ticket one today. Mm, which one is that? Remember That's me? the one where you're a number one through nine. So, and they okay. all associate with a different archetype. So I'm two, I'm the helper. And re- is it ringing in? I definitely did this. <laughs> if, can you say what the ones are? And I yeah. might remember. Um, so hopefully I can do this correctly. So one is... And now I'm like putting you on the spot. I know. <laughs> you're like, how well do you actually know the Enneagram? Um, so one is the uh, perfectionist. Not me. Two, yeah, two is the helper. I, If I had to guess, I would say you're either the peacemaker or the loyalist. Is that a four? Is that, I feel like I was oh, a four or a seven. I could see you being a four as well, which what is the that? individualist. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Sam is... Is a wing a thing? A wing is a thing. Okay, I was a four wing something. Five? I don't remember. A four... Yeah. You usually wing to the numbers to the side of you, so you would either okay. be a four wing three or a four wing five. Okay. Um, And I can't I decide remember. which one I feel like resonates more with you, but... I think I took screenshots of whatever mm-hmm. I was so yeah. I could find it. Uh, yeah, totally. And it's just <laughs> one more way to get to know yourself more deeply, but a four makes sense. Total sense uh-huh. for you um, because they're very creative in... It, like the name suggests, individuals, um, just special people. When I took the Enneagram test, I really wanted to be a four. 
Oh, I really did. Um, oh my and God. nothing points to four what for are me. You? I'm the helper. So, that makes so much sense, though. Well, and you know, when you're taking a quiz like that, you really do. I have always valued being an individualist. And I, you know, when I was growing up, thought I was so unique. Um, oh my God, you are. In the ways that you are a helper and manifest things. Do you I see what it. I mean? No, Gail is just the real. sweetest. The, that is so kind. Um, and I definitely, I'm in, in 2020, I'm in a season of receiving. So I received that. Love that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when the woman described, oh no, you're a two and she described the two as the mom of the group, I oh. thought to myself, well, that's, that's not what I want to yeah. be. I Come know. On. What that, a bummer, right? That was just a poor choice of yeah. words, I think. I think so too. After I did some investigation, I'm a two through and through, but yeah, you know, we all have <laughs> that to would ha- put me off too, though. I would be like, cool would- on the mom. Yeah, great. The one that always remembers your spouse. Not that there's name. anything wrong with being a mom. No, but, absolutely you know. not. But when you're, you know, in your young twenties, you're like, oh, so am I just the boring one of the group? <laughs> it had its own connotations with it. I digress. Um, this is about you. <laughs> um, okay, so love that enneagram um, star sign. I'm going to pivot a little bit, and my assistant actually helped me with a lot of these questions, and I love them because they're questions that I wouldn't normally ask, but I feel like they're very telling about a person. So, the first one is, who or what are you surrounded by when you're the happiest? Hmm. I want to add an amendum to that, happiest slash most inspired. Okay. Well, immediately as cheesy as it is, like plants and water came to mind. I don't know why, but I've always been that way. I feel very grounded being outside or near things that are just alive. I feel like I can feel it and feed off of that. Oh, I love that. I'm like such a hippie, but... No, you don't. I, You know, I live. I know. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's get some more plants and water in here. (laughs) Same. And I can just tell such a big difference when I've like even just been... In the winter, I'm never barefoot outside, and I can feel a difference in that. Yeah. And so that's something that, that was the first thing that popped into my head when you asked the question. Then I also just know that I feel very alive and joyful when I'm around water, like waterfalls, pools, lakes, whatever, glass of water. Like, I just love it. (laughs) Glass of water. Okay, I love that. But then as far as moving outward from just like earth, I Mm -hmm. guess, really other people are very Mm -hmm. inspiring to me. Well, I mean... I've realized this about myself that I do soak up a lot of other people's energy and so I've had to be careful about where I spend most of my time as far as social interactions go because I very much absorb whatever it is Mm. and you know there's been whole chapters when I just spent too much time in places that um, just were actually not like feeding me in a healthy way. Sure. And and it can subconsciously happen as oh, well yeah. without your knowing. Yeah, um, totally. And Especially th- we're social beings, like being around, I don't know. I love Absolutely. everybody. I love people. Yeah. But then it can just like turn into a space where you catch yourself being like, oh, I feel like I'm more naturally leaning towards being negative right now. And right. I wonder why that is. Right. And so. Do you consider yourself an empath? Somebody who takes on and feels the emotions of other people. Yes. I do too. And it can be really difficult. And I think that sometimes, like you said, people associate it with, you know, being a hippie or being too woo-woo. But I think the exchange of energy is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very conscious of who you let into that space because it affects you. Yeah. You know, no. And then it affects how you, what you're bringing to other people and environments and all of that. And so then it becomes 
okay, I need to get myself in check and what I'm offering to people. Absolutely. And so, 100%. you know, it all, it all is feeding into each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So people, so yeah, people, creative people, people that are just like, honestly, like you and Sam, like it's, it's not mm-hmm. hard to find creative people in this town, which is not something I'm thankful for, but really everywhere. I love talking to people that are a lot younger or older than me, just like hearing how they talk and phrase things is very inspiring to me. We've had full co- on conversations about this where we have said, what was the one you used to, we, we were talking about words that we saw that we pronounced differently. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this conversation. Yeah. And what was yours? You had like an agri center. Agri center. It's an agriculture center. I'd call it the agri center. Agri center. And it is something. <laughs> And Zach's was Vaina sausages. Oh, yeah. We used to eat the little canned sausages, and our granddad called them Vaina sausages. So you thought they were And you say it like Vaina sausage. (laughs) And I'll be talking full sentences and then just casually throw in Vaina sausage. And it's like... (laughs) And people are looking hmm. at you like, what did you just say? I had that experience with the word Wichita because I would drive from Texas to Nebraska for school. And I was in the car one time, and I was like, oh, yeah, you just take the Wichita exit. And she, she was like, what? <laughs> and I'm from Nebraska. Oh and my God, I love that. To this day, every time I see the word Yosemite written out, I say Yosemite in my head. I don't, <laughs> know, what, dude, I don't know what's wrong with me. But we've had, needless to say, we've had full-on conversations about oh, yeah. the way people say things, the way people phrase things. But I love that, though. Oh, and me especially too. being a writer, like, most of what I, I do it all the time, I'll just write words down and just play with them. Yeah. Different different ways to pronounce them or put them together to where they don't actually make sense it's just kind of fun that's so beautiful I would have never thought about that yeah and honestly like a a lot of my songs when you just like look at whenever I've had to type out the lyrics Mm -hmm. to submit it for whatever you Mm -hmm. know be like hmm I guess that doesn't really make I would never say that that way that doesn't really make sense but it just feels fun to say it this way in this mood is there a specific lyric you can think of when you did this Oh man, it's it's definitely happened a lot. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I know a little bit of because there's question. subtle things, and it's things that are fun to sing that way, right? And so you, you wouldn't really say it if I was just talking to you, right? But in that way, too, it's I'm very thankful that like music is an outlet to express things because you can be creative with how you're expressing things that otherwise you might be absolutely even ashamed or hesitant to express at all. Absolutely, and it's. And it's interesting that you say that because even though it's not necessarily the way that you would speak it to somebody, everybody understands what you're saying and the sentiment mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why, for some reason, the example of, uh, there's an Ariana Grande song when she says, uh, now that I've become who I really are, I think, I think that's the lyric she it. says. And Every time I hear it, I think to myself, that's not right, but right. I totally get what she's saying, and I sing along. So I've exactly. never thought about the process behind writing those songs. Yeah, and words are so limiting and so exact that, I mean, it's impossible to really, truly express how any of us feel with just words alone, so it's that's kind of so fun true. to like remove some of those fences and just see if you can express it in a way that doesn't make sense on purpose even sometimes yeah. to just like accidentally cut through you know what I mean absolutely and evoke something yeah intentionally yeah wow I love that I have never thought about music and and creativity and lyrics that way and I'm somebody who you know how you have those people that when they hear a song some people initiate initially gravitate towards the music and the actual yeah 
arrangement of things and some people gravitate towards the words yeah. I've always been a words person yeah you and, definitely are yes yeah. and I never have thought about it that way yeah so that's so beautiful I'm gonna think about that now anytime I hear a song forever <laughs> oh, <good>. I'm changed <laughs> I'm changed <laughs> I love that I love that um so okay this is an interesting question and I love this question because I think in today's society, we focus so much on perception and the things we see. So my question for you is what's one thing that you really love or appreciate or admire about yourself that isn't necessarily a physical quality? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I know it's a little bit of a tough one. I have to think for just a second. Something that I admire. You have so many incredible qualities, so... Oh, that's very sweet. It'd be hard to pinpoint just... Well, okay, this kind of... I feel like this is so similar to something we've already touched on a little bit, but Mm. it's just what came to mind is um, I think I grew up feeling um, a little self-conscious about how sensitive I am. Yeah. Because I can be very sensitive and, like, developed a very, like, exterior thick skin in different situations, but then, like... I'll think about it for forever sure, and really dwell on things. And, in the same way. Um, and I think that was a result of me trying to ignore or like not embrace the fact that I am just a sensitive person. Absolutely. But, um, but now I'm, I guess I'm trying to reapproach my view of myself in that way and just see it as something that enables me to be the person that I am and like see things the way that I do and yeah. express things the way that I do or and there's so much beauty whatever in that. it is xyz but yeah. really just being proud of being you know kind of a pansy sometimes no no <laughs> I can absolutely sympathize with that um are you the type of person that went late at night if something had happened during the day you stay up and you think about it and you replay oh, yeah. it over and over oh yeah I'll have like a little glass of whiskey and just sit on the porch and be like hmm should I call them Act- no, nope, not gonna make <laughs> a big deal about it. <laughs> Actually, the whiskey's not a bad idea. Maybe I need to have a glass of. I don't drink whiskey, but tequila. There you go. Te- oh, that could be dangerous though. See, whiskey mellows me out, and I'm like, mm. yeah, tequila. I could just go send some rage texts, or yeah, something exactly. might ensue. Or but cry, I, right? Or just cry, right? I Nothing got to- wrong with that though. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It got to the point where I had this phase in um, college and post college life where. Um, my friends, we would go out together a night on the town or whatever, <laughs> and they would leave me at the end of the night and say, Tiana, we don't want a drunk apology text at 2 a.m. for things we don't remember you saying. And we all did, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I can absolutely relate to that sensitivity piece. Do you feel like you were the most sensitive of your siblings, or do you feel like you mm. all kind of shared a common thread of sensitivity? I don't know, because I think we all um, externalize it in different ways, mm. like our, our true natures, I think. I, I would imagine we're all pretty dang sensitive, yeah. but also, I don't know that any of us really like immediately come across that way. Yeah. And I don't so think I don't you do. Know. I don't know what... I think you guys... And I've met all of your siblings. Yeah, you have. Um, I think you guys more so come off as just very self-aware Oh, I don't. That's nice. <laughs> I'm like just now admitting that I'm sensitive, very self-aware. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys really are, and you're self-aware in the sense of you're aware of your presence in people's lives. Does that make sense? I think so. But you know, there are some people when you walk into a room that just 
dominate a, a room and not in a good way, not in a way that you want. And they have zero self-awareness for the way their actions and the way that they're carrying themselves has on other people. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced people like that? You I guys think are I've the, done that before. <laughs> no, I feel like you guys are all the opposite. You guys are all super self-aware, super. And I don't know where that stems from. I do feel like it's kind of a common yeah. thread between all of you guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's hard for me to talk about all of us as a bulk because in my mind, I see us all so differently. differently. Absolutely, so differently that yeah. it's always interesting to me, even. You being like, oh, you and Zach look so much alike. Even just that. It's like, I don't see it. I know. <laughs> you know? Well, so it's... maybe I just can't see certain things that are common threads between all of us because I'm too just a part of it. Yeah. Maybe, no, you know? and that could be for sure. And I think it just goes back to perception, right? And experience. Yeah. Your experience and my perception of your experience Two yeah. completely different things. Um, so I think it's interesting to have these conversations and to really peel back those layers and say, okay, what's there? Yeah. What, what do I see and what do you see? Well, there's definitely six completely different people. Yes. Who just, we all love each other very much, but yeah. it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. Just like thinking about all of us together. So yeah. it's funny that, that's know, what, you're that's right. What, it is yeah. funny. <laughs> it's you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay, I love that. I love that sensitivity piece. I think that's really important and something that a lot of people are kind of lacking today. Um, What's something that you maybe learned about yourself or discovered this week? This week? Mm -hmm. Or it could be recently. This week is kind of a a narrow time frame. But yeah, something that you recently discovered about yourself. Well, yesterday, I'm honestly just answering with the first thing that pops into no mind. that's that's okay. what if we were just sitting down at a table and I came to you and we were having tea you know without the camera and I was like what have you learned anything new about yourself this week you wouldn't be like hmm well <laughs> you just say what comes to your mind and that's what this space is for just honesty and candor and really connection I love it well yesterday I was helping paint this ceiling in a big chunk of wood or something <laughs> just plopped smack into my eye and oh, it was no. like okay stay calm and like went and dealt with it and it wasn't it was pointed out to me that it was like oh that was very calm so I think I'm realizing that sometimes when internally I'm panicking yeah. it's like I can have maybe I should have been a surgeon or something but I can like keep this really calm weirdly calm demeanor, demeanor when I'm actually panicking about things. really and it's been pointed out a, a couple times recently. So maybe that's something I'm like, that's something that I'm learning, I think, yeah, about myself. That absolutely. might be true. I feel as though people watching or listening to this just by your voice are going to think, yeah, that is my natural <laughs> thought that Gail is very calm, oh. very steady. <laughs> Even myself, when we started the interview, consciously in my head, I thought to myself, Okay, you've got to reel it in a little bit. Gail is very, very calm. She's very articulate, very thoughtful with what she says. You need to slow down and match that energy. Oh my God. See, and in my head, I'm like, okay, be cool, be funny. (laughs) Don't don't zone out. You've known me for so long. You know my first natural inclination is not funny. So, no, no. You're the funny one in our friendship, really. You crack me up. Sometimes Gail will just sneak in little one liners, and I can tell you think it's funny. 
funny. I know. I crack myself up. Yeah. It's and then true. I think it's really, really funny, but sometimes people don't hear you. Mm-hmm. I feel like you say it really quietly. Because I'm kind of testing it out. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Kale snicker, like, snickering. Is this herself. funny? In the yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> We've had many uh, conversations like that, which I love about you. <laughs> wow, I love that. You are very calm. You have a very calm demeanor. Um, and it's nice to know that, you know, maybe we're not, you know, we don't all have it all figured out. And that because I'm internally freaking out, you know, other people are too. Mm-hmm. So, but we can appear calm on the outside. Um, okay. Last question I have for you, unless something spontaneously sparks before we dive into you and your career and your journey through music. Um, do you, what is your favorite song at the moment? Or what are you listening to right now? Streaming? Spinning? Do you know that song? If I say this song title wrong, I'm just going to kick myself. But I think it's just called Sleepwalker. Uh, I should ask Sam. Is Sam, it, do you know it? Honestly, I... I can't wait to play it for you. It's so beautiful. It's an instrumental song, but it, the melody is something that makes me so immediately nostalgic and I don't even understand why. And I was thinking about this the other day and even thought like, I don't know, maybe this was something that I had a connection with in a previous life or something because like it makes me want to cry when I hear it really it's my so right now it's definitely my favorite song oh we cannot forget to maybe we play it right now I'm 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 I was gonna say here is it on Spotify you would know it is that it's like a guitar line that is are you sure I would know it Gail you're much cooler than me no it's not that but it is an instrumental it's sleepwalk not sleepwalk sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny Santo maybe Oh, isn't it beautiful? It's so nice. Have you ever heard this? No. Oh, it does just... It's so romantic. Not to be melodramatic, everyone, but I do feel like just a little swelling in my chest. (gasps) Oh, just looking at you, listening to it makes me want to cry. I just have like a heart in my eyes right now. (laughs) I know. Or that little emoji. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I actually really like the album art, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. I'll leave it in the description box in the sound notes so you guys can go enjoy it. Yes. I'm just going to play that in the morning when I'm getting ready. It's make- also a nice wind down or just oh. like, um, I have just a little reading playlist that oh. has instrumental things. I'll well, share it I was going to say, you. will you share it with me? And yeah. I'll share it with everybody, too, because I'm always looking for stuff like that. One of my favorite things to do, or one of my favorite just memories or feelings of nostalgia is when Sam will play music I don't know in the house. And it's just, it just evokes so much emotion, you know? And I, you guys heard, I referenced an Ariana Grande song, so my knowledge of music is very limited. Um, so I would I, say it's limited. It's just a different... Direction. Direction, yeah. Trajectory. Which is awesome. Yeah. I've, see, don't we just love Gail? <laughs> um, speaking of music, though, I would love for you to share with the listeners. So say this is somebody's first time ever encountering Nightingale, encountering you. Um, how would you describe the music that you play? Mm-hmm. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point in your career? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll answer them in reverse order because that might yeah. help explain what it is. Absolutely. But grew up singing in churches and with my family and all of that. Yeah. And, and um, very thankful for it. You know, like we sing together and sing in choirs and things. And I think that was 
honestly just something that was really good for me yeah. in a lot of ways. Totally. And like there were negative things, but I hold on to those I hold on to those memories too in a very dear place. Absolutely. And so I went from that to kind of just way later than most people did finding out about the Rolling Stones and yeah. the Beatles and James Taylor and Carole King and like I mean I grew up listening to Billie Holiday and like Duke Ellington and like jazz stuff and mm-hmm. blues stuff that my dad listened to because yeah. he was a trumpet player that was kind of his limited collection of records and things. Sure. Uh, but then yeah, a little later on, like I'm talking high school, found out about things that people grew ask. up listening to. Yeah. So I felt a little behind, but <laughs> <laughs> but also I don't know who's to say that that was the wrong time because it hit me in a specific way. Sure. And so um, yeah, it didn't start writing I mean I would grow up I would write poems and things like that but I never thought of them as songs I I don't know yeah you know what I mean like I didn't really try to see myself as somebody who was making music I just loved it it's interesting that that was your natural response and outlet of creativity um that you just naturally started writing songs or writing poems um I think it really speaks to the fact that it was kind of not to be cheesy and not to be cliche, but always kind of in you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somebody being so sensitive growing up, you mm-hmm. needed an outlet. Yeah, for... dad and little like mud pinch pots and stuff <laughs> outside. <laughs> and a glass of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Set. But um, yeah, so transitioned into that. And then as far as the journey into making my own music, really it, it wasn't until so much later. Um, like I said, I just never saw that as something that I never thought that that was something that was an option for me to do. I never really? felt like it was, like I knew enough about music or about really? this or about that or whatever. And Even so, though it was so intertwined with your life and your childhood? Oh, I mean, like I sing every single day yeah. and listen to music con- nonstop. But yeah, it, it was, there was a weird separation in my mind between yeah. like myself and that thing that musicians do or that mm. other people do. Mm. And really... Um, you know, I would sing with my brother and sing with other bands in town. But again, that was something that I was like, oh, wow, thank you for including me in this. Like, this is still not something that I like see myself so much in, which is so weird looking back on, but it's just what it was. And then not really until I moved to Nashville was it a little more resonating with me. That's like, okay, yeah, you're miserable doing everything else. Like you might as well just do this and see. And see what happens. Yeah. And you would say that was about seven years ago when you moved to Nashville? Maybe Six. like right before, like eight yeah. years ago or so. And which is, that's crazy, you know? It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny to think about that. And this, I think, goes back to our conversation about perceptions and my perception. Because, and it also, I'm, I'm reminded of, did you ever see Call Me By Your Name? No. So I'm reminded of this this section in the book where he talks about how a phase of this person's life that he really loves, um, he knows nothing about and that he'll never be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so it it made me think of that. It made me think of the fact that our friendship, six years strong, I've always known you as this person. I've always associated you as a musician, as somebody singing, as somebody um, who has that talent. So it's just interesting to hear that perspective that, Mm -hmm. that didn't really ignite yeah. Until you kind of moved to Nashville. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't like see myself in that way until then really. And, and so I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And for that shift. And you know, 
so many different things had to fall into their place for that to happen. It wasn't just moving to Nashville. That might have even had nothing to do with it. But you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it's a lot of things kind of just like aligning at the right time. And I think I was just changing. I was trying to intentionally change myself and my life at that time. Yeah. Felt like I would kind of just like reached a wall with where I was going. And, and what, were I felt you, like I, what were you doing at that time? Honestly, I was just wandering. Yeah. Just like I felt very... Um, Honestly, it just felt like I didn't have any kind of purpose or, like, thing that yeah. was mine. Even though, like you said, I was doing music, but I didn't even see it as something that I could do. Yeah. Which sounds contradictory to say it out loud. No. But those were just, like... That was your journey. That's just what I was living at the time. Yeah. Just very, like, in denial of the things that I was feeling because I didn't feel Worthy. confident enough to do it. Yeah. And so, anyways, all that to say, that led to here. And then, really, just started... I wrote a lot of music with my brother and then I would write music on my own and really just mostly just like as an outlet and something that just felt so good to do. Absolutely. That I was just thankful to do it anywhere and yeah. with anybody and, you know, yeah. for zero money and for, you yeah. know. No, just totally. like, oh, cool. I'm just stoked to be here, you know. Right, totally. <laughs> well, and I feel like there are so many good things that you're saying. So let me ask this first before I go into my perception again, because the story is about you and I want to hear your perspective. Um, but... Where are you at? Because it sounds like, from what you're saying, there was this pivot. There was this pivot from not feeling confident in your place as a musician and as a songwriter to now where you're kind of owning it. I feel like even the album or the record that you just recorded that we've heard little snippets Mm -hmm. of, it feels very much so you. And it feels very powerful and strong so I'm curious what that shift was like going from and are is it still a journey that you're still on trying to take ownership of your place in this music city Mm -hmm. it's definitely still a journey you know but at the same time I think the major shift has already happened and what that was was flipping a switch from denying things that felt natural and like what was in my gut and heart and soul for so long. And that led to me just being really depressed, really unhealthy, not a good friend, not a good anything to anybody, including myself. And it kind of just reached this point where it was not even much of an option anymore. It was like, God, I need to start embracing things that I'm feeling and things that I'm like feeling I need to do things that just feel like myself or whatever. Absolutely. Even if I don't think they're any good, I just have to do it. Anyways, yeah. and so that's where that shift began. And it was rocky and it was scary and it was all the things that you would imagine it would be or that it is for everybody whenever they do that. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it it felt really good. And so yeah. that kind of overshadowed everything else. Totally. Because it just felt like, okay, well, even if everybody else hates this, I'm like, this is me and I'm proud of that. And I'm yeah. proud of the fact that it just is that. Absolutely. You know? And so... Thank you for saying that about the record, and that's cool to hear that it comes across in a strong way because it just, I don't know, I think the only way to be your stronger self is to just lean into it and stop, like, running away from it. Absolutely. And that'll look different for everybody. Totally. But I guess for me, it just looks like whatever this record's about to be. Well, (laughs) I just, don't you just love her? I just love Gail. Thank Um, you. 
And I, there's so much power and I am so thankful to you for sharing such a vulnerable part of your life because it's not easy for anyone to admit that they've experienced, and I'm, I'm not paraphrasing, but I'm going to use the word rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. And that might not be what you That's pretty accurate. Yeah. And I've been there, um, where you described just feeling like it almost feels like floating, right? There's nothing firm to stand on. And for me, for a really long time, I was searching so much for external validation to Mm -hmm. make me feel grounded. And it wasn't until I'm going to say this past year towards the end of 2019, where I started saying kind of what you were saying, like to hell with what everybody else is thinking or what everybody else thinks. And I started looking internally and saying, what fuels me? What makes me happy? What do I value? And I think we underestimate how much strength lives in that place. Absolutely. And and how much, I hate being corny and cliche, but how much truth. Yeah. You know? It is. There's nothing corny about truth. I right. mean, yeah. yeah. You're either denying all these things that you're feeling inside or you're trusting your gut, even if it doesn't really make sense. Right. See it through. And I feel like you you touched on, you know, you started just doing more and more of the things that felt grounding to you, that felt right. And I think there's so much beauty in seeing that little glimmer of light, following it, and then building that trust muscle and saying, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And Mm -hmm. it just unfolds one step after another. Yeah. Until you have a beautiful record like the one Gail has. And a lot of times you're wrong and you trust your gut and you're like, well, whoops. (laughs) this is weird why am I here I don't know well but (laughs) yeah absolutely that's I don't know I'm not afraid of that either no No, I don't think anybody should be no absolutely (laughs) not you're you're just the best and this is precisely why I wanted Gail on the podcast because I feel like she you just share so much truth with people and I feel like something that I think people don't wouldn't necessarily associate with you and maybe this is the case for everybody, but you've had lots of life experience. Yes, I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, yes, I have. So is there any advice that you would give, not even just to aspiring songwriters, maybe it is relevant for aspiring songwriters, but just to women out there who maybe are feeling as though they're in this place that you found yourself eight years ago of purposelessness mm-hmm. and kind of this feeling of floating? Hmm. Yes, I wish that I knew exactly what to say to that because there is so much to be said to that person and to that me and to and even just reminding myself all the time. Yeah, really, all uh, the time. Absolutely, of that. Same. But uh, I don't know. Just learning to find things like whatever it is, find something that makes you feel confident. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, and just do that until that strengthens and then carries on into the other things and it can really just be like okay I'm gonna make flowers for myself and do it until I like the way it looks and then I'm proud of that right you know but I don't know that sounds ridiculous but it doesn't sound just like I think it's just really important to have something that makes you feel like yourself and everybody can have that absolutely it doesn't matter what it is absolutely and then just don't ignore it and be proud of it and lean into that and I guess just practice leaning into that. I don't know. No. I mean, I'm still figuring it out. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. I think, I mean, I think it's truth, Mm -hmm. right? And there's nothing corny about truth. No. Yeah. So, wow. I love that. So can you describe a little bit um, what 
so we talked a little about the evolution of this record. Mm-hmm. What kind of music? Because I I about that one. <laughs> no, 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 I know we go up on tangents. To go back. No, it's it's my fault for sure. Because um, I get going down the rabbit hole. But how would you describe your music to somebody who's never listened to it before? I think there are elements of every phase of my life, especially this last record. Um, things that I've been writing recently are a little bit different, but this record that's done um, kind of does encapsulate just like what life in my 20s was. Yeah. And it um, and it's pulling from a lot of things that I grew up listening to. Sure. Uh, there's like some bluesy threads that I think carry through most of the songs yeah. and, and some more than others. And then I think there's some that are a little bit more like stream of consciousness, like processing yeah. sounding. And yeah. then, um, but yeah, overall, I don't know what, exactly what genre to put it in. It's not pop, but it's it's kind of like a bluesy indie soft rock, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that hits the nail on the head. I was going to say it has very, like you said, very bluesy undertones. Yeah. it just It's music that just makes you feel good and it makes you feel... <sighs> I, I want to... There's... It's it's indescribable, indescribable. Um, words are hard. See, I'm not very good. At words are tough. Words I are tough. It's I don't know. It just it's it's smooth. It it just makes me. It feels listening to Gail's music feels like an exhale after you've been holding something in a really long time. Oh, it feels can I put just that like in something. Can yeah, I quote you yeah. on that? <laughs> We're still working on the um, Sagittarius Moon. Yeah, uh, song. <gasps> yes. Oh my god, it's coming together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just feels like this release, and I think, and maybe that has something to do with the content that you were writing about at that Could time. Be, yeah, and but, honestly, like the people playing that I've been very thankful to have been able to play with and that played on this record everybody just put so much of themselves in it as well and that and I think from a place of understanding too yeah which that's oh my god that's the most valuable thing in the world to find people and friends who can do that and like just lift up your ideas and take them to the right places and also add themselves into it so really I'm just very thankful, very excited. No, I have chills when you say that because that's so true. And I'm I'm referencing all these movies, but I I, I think of this other movie called Before Sunrise. Have you seen it? No, I, I, <laughs> so I have a I've list for Gail, like- <laughs> Gail of movies to watch. But before and Before Sunrise is this '90s movie um, by Richard Linklater, the same director who did Boyhood. Oh, okay. And he filmed three different um, movies, each on a just spanning the course of one night. Um, and in the first one, they have this conversation about how the import the importance of desiring to understand or connect with somebody. It's that it's that want oh, cool, yeah. to, and I think that's so powerful when you say that the understanding people who understand and lift up your ideas, and not only that, but who want to understand. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in that, and so much beauty. Oh and, yeah, it's humbling too. Oh, absolutely. So you're just like what. You hear them play something, and it's like, oh, my God, you get it. Like, you're here with me in this, and I feel that very much. It's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Oh, oh, so good. Um, So for this record that we're speaking on in Mm -hmm. particular, is there a song that you feel encapsulates um, or kind of paraphrases the entire record or what you were feeling during that time? Hmm. It's a wide range, but... Uh, the album title is Strange Love, and yeah. I think that is, if I were to just have to like say one thing about it, yeah. 
It is, and it's it ranges from honestly as wonderful as things can be to as um, you know even like self isolating and yeah. strange and not even I don't know. Yeah, you know, it can yeah. get it can go in its exact opposite direction. Totally. And honestly, that's just something that I think everybody does experience at some point yeah. and trying to just like I don't know realizing the more that I played things like that how everybody feels that way yeah and everybody relates to Absolutely. things that feel like so I oh my god I can't believe that this happened or that I put myself there or that I did this or that this happened or whatever yeah and then you play it out and that's the one that somebody's like, oh my God, I feel like that was about me. Totally. Like, what? Yeah. How? Yeah. That's really cool. Because it feels so singular to my experience yeah. And, yeah. and what I went through. It's, and that's so, I feel so flowery using the words beautiful and truth. You but say that, I feel so flowery? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but that's kind of the beauty of music that mm-hmm. you can connect on these different levels that you never even imagined possible absolutely were there any inspirations besides your own experiences that you took when you wrote this this record oh yeah I mean all it wasn't just my experiences that influenced songs like anytime I'm writing a song it is pulling from my own experiences but you're not just pulling from like one little thing right like I said it's a lot of um it, it's a lot of playing with melodies and words and music. So I would say as a rule of thumb, there are exceptions, but most of the time a song like begins with something that is very real. And then you, and then I, sorry. And then I just like kind of evolve around that and finish the story or finish whatever it is. Or if I'm also just like into a certain vibe or in a mood, then it's like, okay, how can I make this story be appropriate with this feeling of a song right or so whatever sometimes when you start something from a very real place does it end up in a place that's completely fantasy no not no. completely I think there's something very real in every song like right. I don't, I'm not one of those people that easily writes totally fictional songs right I mean I have and it's fun but they're kind of like obviously not yours very obviously right. not like something that is me you know right. what I mean right. it's just totally. like a little goofier a little more like I don't know, free, but... Do you think you could ever be a songwriter that has other people sing their songs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I write songs... I write a lot of songs that will never see the light of day. Right. I was just, just like, okay, I'm going to finish this idea. Right. And it's like, mm, this doesn't actually resonate with me, but it's a song and it's cool, but, you know, whatever. Right. right. And so, um, honestly, for a little while, I had this little alter ego, Gailey Wallop, Oh, didn't I tell you about her? Her. I don't. Me. I, <laughs> Creepy. Wait, tell me again. Tell me again. You have an alter this, ego? Well, I just had this, like, it started from a dream that I had where I was a, like, major blonde country singer. Okay, wow, and I, I love this. I went as Gailey Wallop, and nobody knew about it. Okay, it was, like, I my secret. Like I do remember this era. Yeah. And so then I just Gailey thought it was Wallop. hilarious, and so I started writing songs for Gailey. Do you feel like that has anything to do with like past life connection? Do you feel like maybe, maybe in the past life you were a blonde country singer? I wish. Yeah, she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> are there specific songs that are out that you have released that are written from that place? Mm-mm, not no. that I have released. No, they're all pretty like they're different, you know, yeah. and they're, they're a little sassier and like yeah. 
I kind of love that. I'll show you some one day. Yeah, maybe that's an encouragement, though. People are going to be like, we want the gaily. So yeah, right? Yeah, to release demand it. it. I'll do something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah that, maybe an entire record strictly from her POV. But Your it is POV. fun. Yeah, exactly. It is fun to write not just songs, but little, like, poems or yeah. little stories or anything from just, like, a very different perspective just as an exercise to do it. It's oh, kind of fun. Absolutely. And you already said this, but I definitely... It's fun, and you can crack yourself up doing that. Oh, totally. You'll start writing stuff that you didn't think you'd ever say. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's how some of these songs that are super popular today come to be. Because I'm sure. Because, I mean, I always bring up Little Nas X as an example, but how did he come up with that? Like, who knows? That name? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the song, and just everything. I'm like, where did that come from? But you know what? Hey. It tracks. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People like it. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. Um, so we're, wow, I just feel like we've had so many great conversations. We're winding down a little bit, but I kind of want to know, not kind of, I fully want to know, um, what you're excited for career-wise, life-wise coming up. You said to me off camera earlier that this month you're going to be kind of focusing on some things, some projects that have gone unfinished for a little while. Can you, yes. can you share any of them or? Well, I'm afraid to tell you what they are because then I'll look back and be like, still <laughs> haven't done it. <laughs> no worries. But, but what I are will you... say, yeah, there are just unfinished projects and everybody can relate to that, but I've just got several that... I've just reached a point where it's like they are close enough to being seen through that I just need to do it. Yeah, it's something totally. that I would just like to do. And this little is projects, you know, messaging and encouragement for everyone out there. Maybe this is the yeah. push they need too. And it's hard to set aside time to do things because in my mind, I think, oh, I can't justify working on that for a couple hours because really this other thing hasn't gotten th- gotten completed. finished yet so then right. I end up in this weird trance paralysis of like well I guess I'll do nothing because <laughs> <laughs> because I can't do that and I can't do this so I'll just sit here and read then <laughs> yeah. but oh my god so going to shift and use this next month to really uh finish up a couple things Love that's that. the goal yeah and great so well I'll just go ahead and say it I will do it yeah. I'm going to do it. Okay. Love it. I'm, I'm, I'll hold her accountable. In one month's yes. time, I'll check in on the skill. Show me. do it? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Where are they at? <laughs> well, at this point, since she hasn't said it, it could be anything. She's like, yeah, I just wanted to... Yeah, just new hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I have faith in you. Um, and what are you excited for in your career, in life, and in general? Um, hmm. Yeah. A lot of things, really. Yeah. Um, I'm the kind of person that... I'm. Not the biggest like plan maker. Yeah, I am very go with the flow. Maybe sometimes to a fault, but honestly, it's fun and exciting. Yeah, and trying to just like balance the planning and going with the flow. I don't really know exactly things that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. like long term, mm-hmm. but I'm still excited about it. Shorter term, excited to release the record. Just finished a video yeah. for one of the songs. I'm very oh, excited so about. Exciting. Um, yes, Daniel Yoakum did it, and he's. He's um, living in Nashville as well. Very talented. I can leave him in the description box down yeah, as well. But so excited about a lot of things just as far as music and all of that goes. I love that. Gotta, you know, just continuing writing and like demoing out new stuff as well. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing's trust- shocking. No. Surprise, surprise. No, I think it's... music. That's great. <laughs> I feel like that's perfect. And... Uh, and, you know, it just keeps you going on that path of, like, inner knowing and mm-hmm. just 
developing that more, which is something that we all strive and hope to do, Mm -hmm. you know, on the reverse side, you spoke to this a little bit, but where, um, if people are excited about you and what you're doing, where can they find you? Um, where can they listen to your music? This is just the shameless plug portion of the podcast. Love it. (laughs) Wow. Um, really Instagram, Facebook. I am not very interactive on Facebook, so don't send me a message on there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just I just her. don't. Yeah, I don't feel. I feel weird about having the Facebook app on my phone. Oh yeah. So I just don't ever check it. Yeah. No, just I get to be it. Real with you. But Instagram and then iTunes and Spotify and all of that. It's on there. Nightingale spelled the G A I L. Perfect. And um, like I said, we'll be releasing a full album this year, and so very excited about that. I'm very excited about There'll be that. A couple like videos and things that go along with it, and yeah. I oh. think those are the places you can find me. Amazing. I'm so a local like, bar. I, yeah, kidding. and there are shows in Nashville. Do you have any shows coming up that you can... Well, oh, yeah. like maybe well, when in, are you releasing this? I have one this Saturday. Probably next Wednesday. Okay. So the next... What's today? I, I literally had the same question. I thought to myself, what day is it? It's February. Yes. Okay, so the next in-town thing, I believe, is going to be March 29th at... The basement. Perfect. With Parker Millsap. Okay, be perfect. Very fun. Perfect. And your episode will definitely be out before then. So if okay, you guys cool. are local to Nashville and you want to see Gail play, well, I'll leave all the deets in the description box. I can't believe Sounds I just great. said the word deets. Deets? I like it. Deets. I don't love all abbreviations, but deets, deets is cool. Deets is cool. Okay, I'm into we'll it. stick to it. Thank you for making me feel confident in that um, choice. You got it. So the last thing that we do here on TTTs to round it out is the book of questions. Oh, okay. Do you remember this book? I feel like I had this book out a lot. I feel oh. like you wrote this book. <laughs> Potentially so. Wow, wouldn't that be a plot twist? You totally could. I, I, I've thought about it. Maybe TTTs own little book of questions. Yeah. Branded. Differently. Differently. Uh, We'll work on it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll work on it. But um, there's about 300 pages in here, 280-something. Let's get started. Yeah. (laughs) Let's work our way through. Just pick a number, 1 through 288, and we'll dive in and see what ensues. 57. Ooh, 57. I don't think I... Wow, that was so quick. I opened it. You opened right to it? Yes. Okay, now I'm nervous. Okay, this is an interesting question. If you had to either change professions or move to another part of the country, which would you prefer? Move to another part of the country. Honestly, probably going to end up doing that at some point. Yeah. Anyways. You're like, that's probably in the horizon. Yeah. Um, what location first comes to mind to move to? Hmm. Well, I've always thought it'd be cool to live in Chile for a little while. I love have that. Beautiful. I don't know. It's just. Chile. Be cool. Yeah. I think just that's like, great. Vineyards and things over there that'd be cool to work on. Find somebody to let me help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What would you want to do? What would you want to be helping with? Like, Just working yeah. somewhere on some yard or garden or vineyard or something. On land somewhere. Yeah, I could totally. See you. Like maybe like harvesting beans or something. Yeah. Walking beans. Anything. Walking beans. Yeah, that's. Do you know what that means? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, walking beans, maybe. <laughs> Sam's mom grew up on a farm and they always talk about how they had to walk beans. I'm doing this because this is such a. My mother in law does this all the time. <laughs> Linda, what is it? If you're watching, um, walking beans. I don't know. I think it's just when you have to like pick the beans off of the stalks. Oh, okay. And they call oh, it just walking like beans. Walking the trek to like pick the beans, I guess. I think so. I could be totally That's wrong, sweet. but yeah, maybe walking beans in chili. I like it. <laughs> and the follow up question is: Is the idea of being forced into such a change appealing in any way? 
Say that again. Is the idea of being forced into such a change appealing in any oh, way? Oh, the change we just talked about, like mm-hmm. moving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Honestly. Sometimes so. I need a push, to be real with you. Like, Me too. I feel like I can get, like I said, very like infatuated with a lot of different ideas. Yeah. Same. And when push comes to show, it's like, all right, I'm going with this one. Right. You know? Totally. And I love and that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love, I, I embrace change. I really like some a new scenery or change Same. of pace. So, um, well, Gail, you are, I know I've said this a million times throughout the episode, but you are just the best and I adore you and I admire you so I much. Love you. Thank you so much for having no, me. No, thank you for being here. I'm so thankful to you. Um, I think the listeners are just going to eat you up for lack of a better term, like just <laughs> devour all of the information that you had to, to share. And you're just a really special person. So I'm so thankful you took out time from your day to come have tea and chat with me. Oh, well, the feeling is very mutual. Thank um, you so much. You're so sweet. You. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you on the next Tea at Tea Teas. Bye.